You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm not Craig and I'm not the owner of Scottish Football Forums. However, I know a man who is. Good evening. All right, Greg, I like that introduction. Just made that up on the spot. Right, I just good. thought I'd, uh, I'd add lab it a wee bit. Craig's here and we're also joined as usual by Chris. Hello. Hello, Chris. Go for there we are. are, there we are, boys. Number 99. That's almost it. There. You know, there was, was a complaint about my introductions. It was sounding too rehearsed, so I decided to hand it over to a professional, Greg. Com- completely unrehearsed. <laughs> See, I overthink it. That's the problem. I've been thinking all evening, how, how am I going to introduce this? How am I going to do it? I'm going to say hello, and then I say, no, no, but then I'm just going to say, and welcome to, and it's just going to be the same. And then I thought, did I just start speaking? And I thought, no, that's not natural either. Did I just say, all right? No, that's not right. So, Greg, I had to get you involved, and you did well. I tell you, any time you're, you're struggling for an intro, I'm your go-to guy. Pick up right. the phone, call me, I'm there. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I've got a bit of a sore throat, still step up to the plate. Uh, uh, you're you're cheap as well. <laughs> cheap, free, in fact. Right, before we get into the podcast, we've got a serious matter to discuss. It's a charity bet. It's not really happening for us. <laughs> this, this is uh, the ninth episode of this season, and we've had nothing so far. <laughs> That's one way to put it, so that weekend there, I, I was a wee bit smug because I got the, the Hibs game right, despite Greg telling me it's, it's not going to happen. No chance. <laughs> got that right. Hamilton Still beat Cowden Beef, Easterland. Got right. humped off Albion Rovers. You know what makes that worse? See, if you're listening back to last week's, you said Hibs, and Greg, what was, what was the other one that won the, last week? Hamilton. 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 Greg said Hamilton, right. And I went, I'm either going to go for Easter or, or Dunfermline. And I go for you. <laughs> I went for Easterland because the odds were better. What was the Dunfermline score at the weekend? Oh, they won, of course. So if I hadn't been greedy, we'd have won the charity bet this week. Aye, aye, it's just not good enough, Chris. To be, to be fair, I think, I, I'm not excusing it, because we have been pretty poor, but I think it's been pretty difficult this season to predict clear winners in some of these games. And yeah, some weeks we have picked um, slightly outside bets as well, but it's getting really, really difficult to pick three certainties every week, because we we've not been able to do it. It's not like we're going for big odds. We're going for teams. I mean, last week we went for teams that were probably evens or odds on, and we still can't get that treble up. It's just, it's just appalling. Yeah. So it was something that we discussed maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago that we would see how the predictions go at the end of the podcast and then make our charity bet, not just using those exclusively, but if we all go for a, a humping for one team, then we might as well put a bet on it. If we decide that, there's going to be we all decide there's going to be both teams to score in a game. Then we might as well put a bet on that. So I think we're going to move the charity bet section right to the end. Yeah, I think I think we should cut down the number of fixtures as well. I think we should try and get a couple of doubles up. So like that, if we've got a couple of games where we all agree, agree, just get in there with a double. Let's get some let's get some points on the board. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm not going to disagree because I had a look at the fixtures earlier and they are a nightmare. So. Anything that's going to be changing that is a good shout for this week, I think. Yeah, we'll go with that. And then we'll discuss uh, the first scorer as well at the end. Uh, we had Jig to score first for the for Rangers and Andy Little scored. And Chris wasn't too happy. I think he called him a name on Twitter. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably not a name we can share on the podcast. It's definitely not safe off. for the podcast. Although I could tick the box on iTunes and say there's <laughs> F and Jeff in, but we've no sworn edges, Chris. We're quite well, well, well behaved nowadays. No we'll worry just... these days, you see. No, no. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep it well behaved. <laughs> yep. Apart right. from the 100th episode, which is going to be a, a, a swearing free-for-all. Because Craig, Greg's going to come and do it drunk, he says. <laughs> I might have a few drinks, yeah. It's worth noting as well that it's not going to be on a Monday evening, because next Monday's my birthday, and I... I've decided that I'm probably going to be doing other things other than the podcast. Tuesday night, Chris is he's getting his hair cut or something. It's something unimportant anyway. He's up to that Tuesday, it's and then the Wednesday, that's going to be the podcast night. So I'm midweek. I'm not sure I can make the Wednesday. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> You're kidding us, on Chris. 
we may have to have a rethink about when the podcast is next week. Just, just scrap your birthday, cares you're only 38. <sighs> 31. 31, you've had some paper round. <laughs> I'm still 10 years your junior. <laughs> 10 years I gave you, boy. <laughs> right, we'll go all the way back to last Tuesday, and it was the Harry Ramsden's Cup. <laughs> And Rangers were playing Queen of South. They won 3 0. Moshne, Daly, and Jig scored. So it was all setting up for Jig scoring at the weekend. So I really don't know what happened. But he didn't score first. That's half the problem. Yeah, I didn't score first, but he was on a, a decent run. He'd had two hat tricks prior to that game. And I just don't know what happened. We better anyway, that's what the problem was. Aye. I, I, I mentioned um, on Twitter that <laughs> we'd that we'd put the charity bet on him. So maybe he was a bit daunted by that. And it probably put him off because it's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Like he's used to playing for Rangers, but to know that there's ten pound charity bet on him to score first, uh, he, he just couldn't handle it. Oh, come on, he must be used to folk betting on him by now. He plays alongside Ian Black. <laughs> <laughs> I see what he did there. <laughs> right, so the draw for the semi-final of the Harry Ramsden's Cups taking place, and it's Wraith versus Annan on the 13th of October and then Stennis Muir against Rangers on the 29th of October. I don't know why they can't just play at the same time. Well, they're both on BBC Alba Live, so you can watch both games. Because on what's, the, what's, the, the big, what's the deal with the, the split? I don't, know, I don't know why there's a big gap, but just about every round Rangers have played in this has been after everybody else, which is very strange. So. It was international break last time because Rangers had... Probably their full team was called up to... <laughs> They're Lee Wallace, Lee Wallace. I don't know anybody else. They're Lee Wallace called up. No, I don't know any anymore either. Right, but that's it for the, the week up that week. I'll admit this time, I, I didn't say this last week, but I'll admit that the Ramsons Cup was the week up because we'll move on to the Champions League. That's, <laughs> apparently that's where it's at. It's, it's a step I up. Know. I don't know. It's a wee step up. It's, it's a step up where the step is about the size of uh, Ben Davis. But <laughs> that's quite a big step. Yeah, well, it's a step up for us as well because uh, it was a, it was a usual Italian story, unfortunately, and that uh, the Italians defended pretty well and packed us off because uh, we did that. We, it was it reminded me of the Juventus game back in February when we were playing against them at Celtic Park, played really well, and Juventus scored three times and we never really troubled the goalkeeper. Well, this time it was the same story. We never really, we, we we certainly got into good positions, but the, the final ball was a bit lacking, and then. I think the difference between the Juventus game in February and the AC Milan game last week was AC Milan's goals were fluky as hell. <laughs> I mean, yep. the first goal was a deflection off Azagiri and it was going wide to start with, with 10 minutes left, which was disappointing. And then, uh, the Balotelli free kick. Mm. Not entirely convinced it was a free kick. But, well, if it was, it was uh, maybe the wrong way. But it was it's, a bizarre one, that, the way Foster yeah. went across and saved it. It was like, I don't know, it's a kind of save that I've never really seen before. I don't know why, it just seemed bizarre to me, but it was the way he saved it with his arm, not his hand, and the way he kind of bounced off the, the net slash post. And it just seemed bizarre. And then, well, I mentioned on the forum that the, the Celtic defence seemed to switch off, and I got a bit of criticism, but... I don't think I can't think of any other way of putting it because the the Milan attacker I can't remember who scored but he was right on it. In fact, there was maybe even two. There was two three of them. of them in there for what I seem. I think three? it was three of them, and the closest Celtic player was Van Dijk, and he was only getting Van Aanholt. I know that so. the Celtic players have to be in the wall, but you've got to be ready for that rebound. There's always a chance of it. Yeah. Always, especially when they're lining up at the edge of the box, they rush in anyway. You need to make sure they're marked up. So I'll I'll be a wee bit harsh on the the Celtic defence for that one. Foster never done anything wrong because he was he made the save. I know it's I know you're meant to save it and put it by the post or put it clear, but he made the save. He he done the, the difficult bits. Celtic defence a wee bit going to be a wee bit harsh on them. Uh, as a Giri, I think as a defender, I think you've got to put your foot out. I yeah. Think oh no, can't I'm not leaving it. I think he done the right thing and it's just unlucky that it went in. I think that he, he should have put his foot out because how's he to know that it's going to go a yard wide? How's he to know? I think my criticism of that was more the fact that he didn't the the AC Milan player wasn't shut down quick enough. He was given quite a lot of time to set himself to have the shot. Whereas if he'd been closed down earlier, it might have been blocked at the source, so it might have went miles wide and never went near Azagiri. But as it was, he was able to set himself and take the shot, and even then he still missed the target on Azagiri. But aye, it, it was bad luck, and 
had we taken our chances in that game, we could have won it at San Siro. And given that a month previous we were mumping and moaning about losing 2 0 in Karagandi, or well, in Kazakhstan against Karagandi, we've, we've certainly stepped up in class over a month uh, period. Get to the point that we're moaning that we, we should have done better or should have had a better result at the San Siro against AC Milan. So, yes. But that's the way it happens at, at the, the, the top table. It's, uh, if you don't take your chances, you're always likely to end up in the losing side. And unfortunately, that's what happened. So uh, we start with zero points after the first game. Celtic have never actually won the first game in the Champions League group stages in six or seven attempts we've had now. We've either lost or we've drawn. Never won any. So Chris, you're always good for a start. (laughs) I found it interesting that the referee gave the indirect free kick for Abiati touching the ball twice. Something I've never seen in Good spot. Excellent spot, I thought. It was it was interesting that the the commentary team and embarrassingly so the half time team was it John Collins and oh, yeah I can't, I can't remember the the guy's name uh, but they didn't spot it they didn't know what the the rule was and even at half time they were guessing surely they've got somebody uh, a researcher that can tell them the rule like I could have told them part of the rule off the top of my head but I had to refer to the book to find out the full rule. But the keeper's not allowed to touch it twice. It's such an obvious thing when you when you think back to how often you see the, the keeper having the ball in his hands, putting it down to his feet, and then having to rush to kick it because the attacker's closing him down. It's obvious yeah. he can't pick it up, but it's just something that the ref rarely, if ever, gives because the keeper rarely, if ever, does it. I think the confusion was more along the lines of the fact that the first time he handled it, he kind of pushed it with his hands as opposed to picking it up. He, he never yep. really... It was never really off the ground. So then he left it and played it with his feet back and then picked it up and that's when the referee's blown. But yeah, yeah. I, he, he certainly still handled it in two different uh, periods. It's not like he's bounced it when he yep. handled the it. Rule, he's bounced it. Yeah, the rules say that uh, you're allowed to parry a shot, but I don't yeah. think anyone could ever argue that that was a parry because he controlled it with his hand. Uh, yeah. he, he could have controlled it with his foot, to be honest, <laughs> but he used his hand. And then somebody mentioned, well... Is bouncing the ball, not releasing the ball, and I looked that up, and technically you're still in control of the ball if you're bouncing it. Yeah. So you haven't released it, despite it not being in your hands, but you've not released it if you're bouncing it. it. It's the same way if you're motioning to go and kick it, you throw it up and then kick it. That's I've seen a few of the strikers getting penalised for it. I was on re in England done it once. He kind of when the keeper threw it up, he dived in with his head and took it away from him, and put the ball in it. And the referee gave a free kick mm-hmm. because he's technically, although it's not in his hands. Uh, the laws of the game say he's technically still in his, the control of his hands so you've therefore kicked the ball out of the, ref- out of the goalkeeper's hands and the referee gets a free kick yep. so I think bouncing's the same Yeah, but it was, a, it was a good chance for me to get the rule book out again you you know I like doing that it's part of my favourite part of this podcast when you get the rule book out because <laughs> you, you learn stuff about the game Exactly, exactly. Right. I think it's brilliant that uh, I've, I've taken on the rule book and, and learned so much that I knew that that wasn't allowed yeah. Uh, they are going, oh, is it a pass back? Is it a pass back? No, it's just simply not allowed. It's good. And then there's other wee silliness, silly rules as well. I've mentioned uh, what happens if you throw your shin guard at the ball. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's silly wee things like that that's quite interesting. There's going to be a real asset in the next pub quiz if there's a sports round specifically about football rules. I'm going to play my joker in that round if you're Matty. <laughs> what happens if a player's sent off before the, the, the whistle to start the game? That's another good one to know. Yep. He's not really sent off. He just he's told to be subbed. Doesn't happen. It's not going to happen very often to be sent no. off before the the whistle goes. But it could happen. Sent off a warm up. <laughs> yeah. Aye. Aye. It's, it's very unlikely. But there you go. So aye. Celtic's next challenge is uh, Barcelona. Easy. <laughs> so uh, at home. It's fine. Beat him last time at home. <laughs> aye. So that that'll be this coming Tuesday then, or a uh, week in, yeah. week tomorrow. We- Week tomorrow. That's yes. Monday night. So a week tomorrow. So right, that's, that's a game I'm looking forward to. I don't think he's getting anything. Yeah, that's the real that's reason the... you can't come on the podcast yeah. on the Tuesday. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't see us getting uh, anywhere near what we got last time. So uh, I'll be going along. I'll be hoping for the best. I'm sure it'll be a good game. We usually have a good game against Barcelona. I'd still expect we'll probably lose it, to be honest. I think uh, Barcelona will probably have a few more strings to their bow, actually, to try and beat us. Because they were a bit one, they were almost a bit one-dimensional last year. Yeah, and they were, I, they were I agree with that. The, the tika-taka, whatever it is you caught. Well, and uh, now, that you've, 
You've ditched the uh, uh, lazy and unfit Tony Watt. He can't yes. come on and score. <laughs> That's not my yeah. words, Craig. I'm not having that. Well, I, know. I heard that's his, his current manager and his own loan sign, giving them yeah, a, a hard time. To be fair, uh, Neil Lennon was saying exactly the same thing in his uh, press conference. He was saying it was disappointing that I came out in public, but hey-ho. Tony Watt has to deal with it. <laughs> Hopefully get himself <laughs> fat. So, okay, fair enough. Aye, See why you're out in loan now. Yeah. Right, Chris, you want to lead us through the, the Premiership games at the weekend there? Yeah, never mind this Champions League nonsense. It's back to the, the Scottish Premiership. Well, the Premiership, uh, that sounds really good, eh? The Premiership. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds up there with the Champions League. The nuts and bolts <laughs> of the, the Premier League. The Premier- Premiership. <laughs> uh, we'll start off with probably game of the day, actually, at Pitodri, where the league leaders Inverness were visitors. It was the home side that came closest to scoring in the first half, only to be denied by good saves from Dean Brill from efforts by Callie Smith and Michael Hector. Inverness never really troubled Jamie Langfield at the other end, although Smith did clear one off the line from Josh Meekins' header. And just as it looked at the game might finish goalless, an Aberdeen free kick initially cleared, eventually came back in from Scott Vernon in the penalty area, who controlled it, turned and fired the ball into net with nine minutes remaining. So that only goal of the game meant a first defeat of the season for Inverness, who still remain top in goal difference, while Aberdeen moved to within three points of the leaders in third. And joining Inverness in 16 points are Celtic, who won their home match against St Johnson. Timu Puki scored early in his home debut, and that was uh, then added to by Charlie Mulgrew from distance, although both goals seem to go in with slight deflections. It's uh, probably deflections working for Celtic this time, instead of going against them. Uh, Celtic dominated this game for long spells but began to wane as the game went on St Johnson tried to hit back by uh, bringing on Stevie May and Nigel Hasselbank but it was a sub in between those two Liam Caddis who pulled a goal back from close range before having a fight with Fraser Foster getting the ball back to try and get the second goal because it was only about uh, 7 or 8 minutes remaining St Johnson pushed for the equaliser and uh, Stephen McLean was even looking for a penalty which was maybe a shout if he'd gone down a bit quicker as it did look as if Stokes briefly had hold of him but Stokes had time to let go McLean then thought about it for a bit before falling down so uh, never a final St Johnson did hit the post and uh, Foster denied Dave McKay and what was a, an odd gate finish to a game where Celtic at half time had 76% in possession but uh, St Johnson did get, uh, get defeated in the end 2-1 and that means they remain 8th in the league while Celtic are still second on goal difference but that game in hand could now send them clear at the top. Meanwhile, Easter Road, it's an odd story of two managers. It wasn't that long ago that Pat Fenlon was favourite to be the first manager to get the sack but a decent run of form has silenced those particular critics. Meanwhile, Danny Lennon in the other dugout could be on course to fall. Alex Smith has been a St Mirren manager bagged just months after winning a trophy. <laughs> The game itself saw Hibs take the lead through James Collins after 10 minutes as he headed home from a free kick flicked on by Michael Nelson. Paul Heffernan then doubled the lead on the hour mark and had a second correctly rolled out for offside before Danny Granger was sent off for a second booking by blasting the ball off Alan Maybury, who's preventing a quick free kick. Now, I've seen that booking go the other way in some instances, but that yep. probably sums up St Mirren's luck, who have won just once since that League Cup triumph back in uh, March. So they remain 11th and just a single point, while Hibs are up to 5th on 11. Uh, for Hill, Kilmarnock were visitors against Partick Thistle. Manuel Pascali's first start of the season saw him concede an early penalty for a high challenge in Stephen Wallace, and Aaron Muirhead blasted the penalty down the middle to give the hosts the lead. Although Thistle looked a better team through the first half, they couldn't add to the lead and were punished for it early in the second half when Chris Boyd's header levelled the score, and that seemed to swing the game in Kilmarnock's favour and suddenly they looked more likely to score. They didn't, however, and the draw still ends the run of four straight defeats for Kilmarnock to give them their third point of the season. That still leaves them in 10th, though, while Thistle edged ahead of St Johnson and Dundee United temporarily into 6th, eventually going 7th after Sunday's game, which we'll come back to, because the final game of the Saturday was Dingwall, where Hearts were visitors looking to bounce back from their defeat to Celtic last weekend. Indeed, they took the lead after 24 minutes when Callum Patterson turned home from a corner, and that goal came against they're on a play a bit in the first half and it almost continued that pattern in the second half when Patterson again came close in our mark. But while Hearts had stood firm for much of the game, they were undone in the dying minutes. With just a minute left of regular time, Richie Britton's cross was headed home by Melvin DeLeo to deny Hearts all three points. And if that wasn't sickening enough for the young visitors, then the rules reversed to see Britton head home the winner in injury time. And that means Hearts remain nine behind St Mirren on minus eight. Well, Ross County's second one of the season sees them up to open up a four-point gap in ninth ahead of 10th place Kilmarnock. And finally, the live Sunday match saw Motherwell visit in Tannadice to face uh, Dundee United. It was a game that took a while to get going, but when uh, Henry Anier controlled and volleyed on the turn past Radoslav Czernak after a wonderful Francis Angle run, 
he gave Mullow a lead, which uh, they looked to have deserved, and that lead lasted until nine minutes into the second half, where United finally seemed to get going. Now, dear Chief J, low finish under Lee Hollis levelled the game, and then just three minutes later, Andy Robertson was allowed to run from one penalty area to the other before firing a shot, which beat Hollis and gave the home side the lead for the first thing. Keith Lasley was then unlucky to see a free kick hit the post and stay out, but substitute Lionel Ainsworth had a sweet 30 yard strike with quarter of an hour to go, which finished in the back of the net and ultimately denied three points for everybody except me and Craig who predicted 2 2 in last week's podcast. Yes. <laughs> I, I got two right. I saw the, that. The weekend. Uh, I know yours because you copied me. I know, I think it was the same too. And I think I got a point. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I got a point for a Celtic game, but I said 2 0, so that uh, St. Johnson goal was really annoying. Yeah. I wondered if I could go back and mention Neil Lennon's comments on Stephen McLean. Yep. I accusing him of diving. And Tommy Wright. Uh, no, I, I would disagree with that. I didn't say, he didn't say he dived, he said he went down very easily. And I would agree with that. Very There's good. a subtle difference there. He did go down very easily because yeah. when he went down, there was no pressure on him whatsoever. Oh, yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give you that, Chris. I, I wasn't picking uh, Neil Lennon up. It was Tommy Wright I was going to mention. Uh, he says, uh, there's no chance it was a dive. I don't know exactly what Neil said, but I have a golden rule. I don't comment on opposition players. And it was that point that caught my attention because I remember when St. Johnson played FC Minsk and mm-hmm. he made a comment on their players and I, I googled it and he, he said at the end of the game, I've got to look at the number of times their number 88 filled and still stayed on the pitch. <laughs> so it's not really a golden rule, is it? It's kind of uh, a, a rule that he picks and chooses when he, when he applies it. That, that, that's some nice googling <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, listen I'm saying nothing you've seen the look of that guy he looks like a head case and see because you've just come out and said that in the podcast that you're googling his comments he's got to be ready to pay you a visit <laughs> you can see what he likes he looks like he's off his nut and the thing is Lennon was quick to, to make peace with him so I maybe you're right Greg I'm not going to apologise to him it's, he said it was his golden rule Yep. You definitely don't elevate a rule up to golden status if you're going to break it, at least would, once every season. I would tread carefully. Now you're a frequent visitor to, to Perth these days. Next time you're up there, you're meeting to extract that chorizo pie for your back passage if you get a holiday. That's <laughs> <laughs> only European games I go, Greg. Uh, I'm a part-time. A big Johnson game, man. Goer. Big game, man. Well, you were at a Celtic game last season. Up there. I was. I was. I enjoyed so, that. Aye. It's what, uh, what you say, those big European games. <laughs> it's a Champions League side St. John's for playing that game. Oh, aye. aye. I was watching sports scene. I don't often watch it. I often watch the, the highlights online on YouTube or the, the BBC. I liked how they introduced Inverness as being the, the all-time record scorer in the Premiership. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. I've never heard that yet, and I'm surprised at that. I thought folk would have been all over stuff like that since it's all brand new. Yeah, no, I'm, not... I'm, I'm kind of waiting on Chris Boyd hitting that point where he, he he's adding to the goals he scored in the SPL just so I can slag them off for that because he never counted Henny Larson's first season. Aye, Chris Boyd, the best striker the, the SPL ever seen. I think that's Aye. what the stat was, Chris. Oh, I don't know. He, he scored more sure. goals. I think I, I, he scored more goals than any other striker, but then he took about twice as long to do it. <laughs> he's, got the, he's, he's got the fattest head in the SPL I've ever seen. He does. He's, he's nuts. That's a, that is a big head. <laughs> bigger than Gary Caldwell's. Bigger than Tommy Wright's. <laughs> to be fair, he puts it to good use. That was a good header against Thistle. It was. Uh, he's, 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 he, when he plants his headers, he's obviously well centred to the ground because he's that fat these days. <laughs> it's a right good anchor point to throw his fat head at it. <laughs> good header. Uh, I thought the sports scene... I quite liked what they did with the, the volume for the, the crowd noises. And I know, I've mentioned this in the podcast before that I think that the, the crowd adds a lot to, to my enjoyment when I'm watching a game of football. It's, it's the atmosphere. And they had the volume just right. If you, See, I always if you, think it's too low. I was really loud when I was watching it. Uh, it was something that, that, that stood out for me. I think it was BT is normally pretty good at the, the crowd noise at the moment. But I sports scene was good at it. So I thought I'd give them a wee bit of credit for that. Because I do like a wee bit of volume in the crowd. I've got to say, going back to the Celtic game, I've seen something I've never seen, ever. Fraser Forster had a pass back put to him, so he cleared it. He cleared it so high, it landed in the 
what the the framework of the main stand itself to part was stuck there. <laughs> so, there's a, there, there was a video of it. SPFL extra tweeted it earlier. There's a video yeah. of it getting stuck there, and like because of the angle the camera is, it looks like it's magically sitting there. Right, <laughs> like, like it's, it's it's just sat there in thin air. There's nothing holding it there whatsoever. It's just suddenly sat there. What you act, what you actually see is it's stuck. It's it's kind of wedged in against the the roof, but the roof's kind of perspex. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't quite look like the ball stuck up against it. It just looks like magic. Imagine that kicking a kicking a football up a roof. Oh dear, he really <laughs> catch me doing that, eh, Craig? <laughs> oh, luckily today we were playing fives in a a pitch that had a net over the top, so I couldn't hit the ball out. <laughs> but I needed I hate it. Him. Craig was uh, Craig was walking in the the footsteps of his heroes today because we were playing up at uh, Airdrie's ground up at the up at the Shiver Excelsior. Oh, got, nice. to get, got to get changed in the away dressing room as well, where all his heroes were not not two two or three weeks ago. He's in his what, element. What confused me was you had to pay a pound for the locker. So I want to know if Jig and Co were paying a pound each. That'd be amazing. Did you get it back? Oh, I got it back. Aye. Oh, that's, so that's all right. That's all right. It's just just a wee deposit. Aye. That's 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 fine. You get away with that. I can't, I can't imagine Rangers finances are good enough to be covering <laughs> such things. A pound for a locker? No, you can get changed in the bus, mate. Yeah, you see when that ball got stuck? I bet you were left waiting for ages for them to get the other ball. That's the farce about Scottish football, how they've got oh. a single ball and they get surprised oh, when it gets no, lost. No, 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 no. Oh. Only, only if you're at a ground like that where the ball doesn't go. See, if you're at Fir Park, they have a stack of footballs uh, you need sitting that. by the dugout because that we stand across from the main stand, the ball is continually, good, good knowledge, Chris, continually <laughs> over the back of their school. I used to live... Up in there, I used to live in the street that runs along the front of the main stand up there, and my garden backed onto the pitch. And there was one or two occasions you had football, especially when Amoruso was playing. The football <laughs> used, to, used to clear, used to clear Fir Park right over a wall and right into the garden. It was a race to get around there and pick the ball up before the ball boys got around and got it before you. Said, so, "Ah, we've got a stack of footballs at Fir Park. The boys here, there, and everywhere." So you're saying you're a casual thief, then, Greg? Casual thief, correct, aye. Don't casually about it. Got to see me move up my seat to try and sprint round the corner and get that ball to get in the phone to the wife to tell her to get in the garden and look for that football. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm not a big fan of this single ball. I just think it's it's embarrassing when the ball goes into the crowd and then the crowd doesn't want to give it back and then let's let's get to multi ball, multi ball. That's what I'm on. That didn't cost much. You only need a two or three. Get the ball boy to stand with a ball so you can throw it straight away. If the, the guy who's taking the throw in wants it. Just think how many balls you warm up with. Aye, aye. They've got a bag. They've got that many balls, they need a bag to keep them in. <laughs> I'm not sure that. Right, move on before, <laughs> aye. before we do that explicit thing. Yes. Aye. Is there anything else you wanted to mention in the Premiership? Uh, would you have booked that one boy for passing the ball off Al Mabry who's standing two yards away? Uh, was it Granger? I think I would have. Yep, yes. I think aye. he did it on purpose. Yep. Aye, I think so too. As I said, a few people saying, oh, Al, maybe he should be 10 yards away. But to be honest, you've already been to whack it off him. Aye, it's quite he's, cheeky, that. He's absolutely towed it off him as well. It's not even been a wee nudge off. He's no, blasted yeah. it right off him. Tempting, I, but... I can kind of understand it if he's taking the free kick quickly and it's hit the guy too close to him. But he's clearly not taking it. He's clearly <laughs> just whacking it off him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's something that annoys me, how the players do seem to seek out when it's a, a free kick. They, they often go out their way to, to go and stand over the ball, especially if it's a direct free kick. Yeah. They go and they quickly run towards it and stand over the ball just so the guy can't take that quick free kick. And the ref doesn't even care. So I get frustrated by that, but we can't have folk kicking the ball off people to hurt them. Because that would have stung. If that was me, I'd have been crying. I'd have to go home, <laughs> tell my mum. Are you in one direction? Are you that lightweight? I, I wouldn't have been sick. I would have, I would have cried. <laughs> Right, Chris, what's happening in the, the lower leagues this yeah, weekend? Right, okay. past? Well, we'll move on to the, the, the Championship, where uh, Hamilton are still top with a five-point lead over Wraith Rovers after wins uh, over Cowdenbeath 1-0 and Al Athletic 4-2, respectively. Falkirk beat Dundee 3-1 to move above them into third. At the other end, Livingston got their first win of the season, beating Dumbarton 2-1 and drawing level on points with Morton, who lost 2-0 at home to Queen of the South. 
In League One, Rangers maintained their 100% record with a very narrow 1-0 win at Forfar, which we spoke about earlier, because it was Andy Lattle who scored, not Lee McCulloch. Uh, so, who cares about that, anyway? Dunfermline beat Airdrie 2-1, and Senesmuir beat Arbroath 4-3, so they both remain five behind the leaders. Fourth and fifth placed Air United and Breaking City shared a 2-2 draw. While at the other end, Stranar moved off the bottom by beating East 5-2-0, and it's the Fifers who take their place at the foot of the table. In League 2, East Stirling remain top, despite their 4-1 defeat at home to Albion Rovers. Thanks for screwing that bet up. Albion Rovers now split Berwick to, in second, and Stirling Albion in fourth, who drew 1-1. Clyde are fifth after a 2-1 win at Arran Athletic, while Montrose beat Peterhead 2-1 and move ahead of them in sixth. And finally, Queen's Park got their first point of the season after a 3-3 draw at home to ninth place to Elgin City. But it's still a five-point gap between bottom two places. So that's uh, not so great for Queen's Park. But at least they're off the mark. I um, ended up losing money in the Rangers <coughs> game because I had them to win minus one. Ah, see. Rubbish. I know, I was overconfident. And I could see Jigs scoring... Uh, I got carried away after winning a couple of bets, so that was a pound down the drain. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's a pretty poor result, though, 1-0 away to Forfar. Because I'd, I'd looked at that as well, and there was, there was guys tipping uh, Rangers minus two, minus three, and saying, you know, a decent bet. And the odds you were getting in that weren't really that great. Only one 1-0 away from Forfar's... I think that's poor, man. I think that's poor. It's bit, that's... Did they not get beat there earlier in the season? Uh, that's where they lost in the League Cup. Thought yeah. they could beat in the cup as well, man. That's that's, that's desperate. Yeah. yeah. Did Alan McCoy still blame the wind? It's, it was the wind that done it or the pitch. It wasn't just Rangers being rotten. Ah, uh, it's extenuating factors. Yeah. Oh no, it's something to do with the signing ban, surely. Yeah, <laughs> He's not got a big enough squad. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's something to do with that, yeah. I uh, what about the, the non league stuff, Chris? Alright, the non-league, well, well, we'll get the Highland League uh, said first because there's a wee bit more on the Lowland League to get come. We've got uh, Brora Rangers, still have a 100% record at the top after winning one not for his mechanics. They're two points ahead of Wick Academy, Hammond Roth is 7-0. Former Time United still also have a 100% record, but have played a game less because of their involvement in the Ramsons Cup. Uh, they beat Turriff United 4-1 to uh, maintain that. At their end, Strathspeth Thistle got their first one at home to Clark McCudden, and at our results, Keith lost 2-0 at home to Bucky Thistle, Nairn County won 5-2 away to Inverurie Local Works, and Devonville edged out Huntley 3-2. Fort William and Lossiemouth were both in Scottish Cup replay action, uh, and both lost 3-1 to Newton Stewart and Coulter, respectively, and they'll play each other in the second round. Uh, we saying about the Lowland League, they uh, unveiled their sponsor today. They're going to be sponsored by the Scottish Sun, so they're now the Scottish Sun Lowland League. Uh, which, uh, That's, how easy That's how easy it is to find a sponsor. I know. The phone of the SPFL could get their finger out. Yep. Uh, aye, Spartans are top of it after beating Gretna 3 0. They'll beat his staff, thumped Selkirk 9 1 to go second. Vera Leeson swept to third after losing 4 1 to Sterling Uni, which moved them up uh, to within a point of fourth place Gretna. Uh, Selkirk's hammering leaves them still four points behind Steve Rovers, lost 5 4 at home to Galafaridine. And in the other games, East Kilbride won 2 0 at home to Preston Athletic and Whitehill Welfare for 3 1 at home to Edinburgh City. Aye, that's good news that the, the Wallen League's got a sponsor. That's uh, starting to move along nicely now. Yeah, aye, it just shows, it doesn't, it doesn't take much to get a sponsor in place. Now, if you think about it, the, the top tiers had, well, I can't remember when the Clydesdale Bank announced that they weren't going to renew, but it wasn't last season, it was the season before. Mm-hmm. And it's taken all this time. And nice. they keep coming out and saying there's no rush. Doncaster keeps coming out and I'm going to say that he comes out and lies about the, the financial figures, <laughs> about how much it's going to uh, contribute to the overall income of the, the league because he said two different figures. And I mentioned it on the forum. I don't know them off the top of my head, but it was two very different figures. So one of them's a lie, or potentially two are lies. Mm. I, I, I would say they've got until the, realistically they've got until the turn of the year to find a sponsor. See if they don't, I think you're going to find football clubs seriously struggling because I think they're due payments around about. I know there's always certainly a shortfall sort of near the beginning of the year, kind of yeah. kind of March time. But I think there's also payments due around about November as well, like instalment payments that they're due. And if those don't start filtering through to the clubs. It's going to be one or two teams really, really in strife looking for that money, and uh, you know. So if, if that's the case, they should be, they should be looking at announcing sponsors now. Otherwise, they've got absolutely no chance. And if you sign a sponsor up now, that season's already kicked off. They've missed a whole load of promotional 
yeah. time yep. at the start of the season. They've missed what eight nine games of the season already. So anybody that comes in is going to is going to come in and drive the and drive the deal down because yeah, beggars can't be choosers. You'd be as well getting the forum to sponsor the, <laughs> the, the the Premiership, Craig, because at the moment it looks as so though there's there's nothing else on the table. Well, I've not had many good things to say about Doncaster, so I think my bridges are burned there, Chris. I maybe need to, to get a, my PR man, grumpy old man, to yeah, talk to him. Doncaster's an absolute clown show. I, I, I live for the day that he gets that he gets booed out of that post. His credibility is absolutely nil. And I, I don't know why the clubs are putting up these nonsense either, because he's a, he's a joke figure. I got the vote of confidence by getting the new job. Well, just recently, I just understand it. See, See, when you compare it with the fact he was up against uh, Longmuir, I'm not surprised he got the job because exactly. Longmuir's another country. Exactly. Oh, Which was, I did, he want, did he want, did he or did Aye. he be? I liked him. I liked Longmuir. I thought uh, he was honest. I thought uh, he was very... Uh, he was accommodating because, for the good of the game, I think, when it was uh, the backroom deals with SPL. I quite liked Longmuir. Well, I say the backroom deals are better, I think. Uh, right. uh, I've just, I just had a look to see who the Highland League sponsored by. It's the uh, Aberdeen-based Press and Journal newspaper. It's hardly the Scottish Sun, but you know, it's another right. newspaper. I've got some good news about the Lowland League. The BBC started taking them seriously, Chris. Don't you worry about it. I was I know, I've I... got the iPhone app, and if I go into results, I've got the different leagues I can choose from. I've got all the top leagues in there. The, the Premiership, you can't get better than that. But I've also got the Lowland League. And if I look at the results, oh, there's no results in September. Let me go back to August. There's no results so far in August. Yep, okay, right, let's go to the fixtures. No, there's no fixtures coming up. So, so they, they've went halfway there. They've added it to the menu. They've just not added any data in there. So it's been recognised. I'll, I'll, give, it's not quite I'll give them credit because they, they did read out the, the scores on Sportsound during the, the football on Saturday. I came back. I came out of Celtic Park and put the radio on and listened to the interviews and stuff. And Richard Gordon was reading out the the Lowland League scores, so that's how I know about the the nine one thumping. That was the first thing I heard about it. So it's, it's getting there then. It's okay. getting there. So I, I think I think the Lowland League's got a spot, and I think the the Premiership should get rid of Doncaster and get whoever's running the Lowland League because they seem to have had their, they seem to have put their house in order and they're actually taking and moving things forward as a credible league, and. Uh, I'm kind of hoping Mother will get relegated three or four seasons in a row so I can, I can start watching Lone League football because frankly it sounds like much better value, much better fun than the crap we need to watch every week in the SPFL Premiership fucking... <laughs> oh, oh, was, was that a sweary word? No, oh, flipping, flipping, flipping. Oh, right. Saving my swearies for next week, mate. Oh, I, I, think, I think I'm going to have a drink for this. It's the 100th. Turn up. Oh, I assume we can get it recorded. Now here's one. Come on, get on the forum and email Craig if you've listened to every single episode. Come on, let's be having you. Who, who out there's the? Who out there's a day one listener? Right. Aye, Back to the days when, when Craig was stumbling and bumbling because he did eight cans of tenants before he <laughs> before he stepped up to the mic. Come on, who remembers those days? Those days? Who remembers then, Laurie's I'll... blooming Tweety Pie segments and all that? Come on, let's be having you if you're still there. I used to write up, we write up for the podcast the next day, and I would honestly <laughs> think to myself, I can't remember what we discussed. <laughs> I can't remember. I drunk too much. But I'm behaved now. I'm just having a, a Pepsi Max at the moment. No alcohol tonight. What's the latest and special guest? Who have you got lined up? Well, I've been in talks with uh, the big guns. Michael Douglas was one that I was considering. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones said no to that, though. Uh, well, there's, there's only one. That I could can that I, I speak to only one uh, top high-profile football commentator Celebrity. that I speak to, but top man. I, I I'm in discussions with, with his agent at the moment, and I'm not really sure if it'll happen. So, Chris was trying to get Alice and Robbie involved via Twitter earlier to do the because we need to get somebody professional to read through the scores. Aye, she could yeah. be the one. <laughs> what did I call it earlier? Shamacher. Shamacher, yeah. Okay, well, I'm feeling that, we'll just need to get Laurie back on. <laughs> Laurie will still be having problems. Oh, that that broadband in Aberdeen, I don't know how Aberdeen's managed to survive all these years <laughs> with the terrible broadband it's got. Oh, podcast by Carrier Pigeon. Aye. 
Right, we've got some games coming up this week, surprisingly. We've got League Cup third round games. And this is the Diddy Cup. To be honest, I'm not that fussed about it anymore, but we've got Celtic Morton, Dundee, Inverness, Hamilton, St. Johnson, Hibs against Ranraff. Then on the Wednesday, we've got a game live on the Telebox on BBC hey. Two, Scotland, Falkirk against Aberdeen. Other games that night are Dundee United against Partick Thistle, Hearts versus Queen of the South, and Livingston versus Motherwell. Some good games in there. Could, mm-hmm. be, could be a few upsets in that in that uh, that round of the cup. I like the look of Hamilton Ackies at home to St Johnston. I think the telly's got the best one. I think Falkirk Aberdeen's a great shout uh, for a potential shot. Could be good. Could be a lot. It's going to catch some people out. Yeah, all the other games are 7.45. That game's 7.15. So. Yeah. Are BBC... you going to Celtic game, Chris? What do you BBC got? Two. Yeah, yeah, I'll be to Celtic game. I'll be there. How I'm, much? I'm sure. 12 quid. That's not bad at all. Ah, it's very cheap. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure it won't be a sell out. It'll be pretty quiet. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, actually, because... I like to see a wee bit of squad rotation, so I'm looking forward to maybe seeing the likes of Amido Baldy get in the game, and maybe see a bit more of the, the new boy near Baton. He came on in the, the second half, the weekender. They also came on for about two minutes against Milan, but <laughs> I don't think you can do much in two minutes. But I'll be good to see a few of the, the, the squad players getting a chance in this, I think. Don't want too many anymore, because we still want to try and get through. So it's cup football's all about being in the heart for the next round. Ah, you're just rubbing it in now. Oh yeah, I forgot, sorry. <laughs> I told you we moved on for the League Cup said the uh, Cup said the Scottish Cup and the Harry Ramsdens <clears> that's <throat> what I'm into nowadays Joe. you going to Almondville Greg? I'm not sure I, I, if, I, if I shake off this cold I might go Chris but I'm a wee bit under weather at the moment so uh, and I'm struggling to raise any sort of um, enthusiasm amongst the ranks down here to go but I, I, I like Almondville I like um, I like going there I like watching football there so uh, I might make a journey through. 15 quid on the gate as well, so uh, the prices are pretty good as well. So You're paying more for this than I am. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I'm, I, I'm quite happy. I don't mind paying that because Livingston could quite easily just have stuck that as 20 quid in the gate and they would still get the same crowd going through. So fair play to them, they've dropped it down a wee bit because they could have uh, they could have cashed in on that massive travelling support of 300 that we'll take. So um, I hopefully get through there for it. If you go, Greg, you need to have a pie. You know that you can claim it on de- expenses if you want. I'm definitely having a pie, even if, yeah. even if I even if I don't go in, I'll get somebody to go in and get a pie and send it back at bring it back a taxi. So there's six listeners or whatever it is we've got to think. Yeah, they can they're gonna back you up on that one. You get expenses for buying pies. I tell you, I'm, submit, I'm submitting my receipt next week. <laughs> Claiming the VAT back. I'm gonna to have to start paying just to just to keep you both sweet. Yeah. <laughs> We've got all these offers for alternative podcasts flooding in, so, you know, you've got to keep your top team. Oh, I was at the BBC studios, I'm in talks to appear on Sports Scene <laughs> on the Saturday <laughs> afternoon, so I could be getting a, a bit of air time there. Yeah, that'll, that'll never catch on. Somebody knows the rules on Sports Scene. Nah. <laughs> and I'll get a pen, I'll take a pen with me, that'll make me fit in with Pat. Pat will love it if he's doing interviews. Sports Scene's rubbish, isn't it? It's rubbish again this season because you thought you thought maybe a wee revamp and a wee, a wee remix was going to be any bit better than it was last season, but it's still absolutely chronic. What I've done, switch the chairs a bit. I know. I, I was watching it last night in, in uh, BBC One HD, and then I went, got to see the game and recorded it in SD. It's done in VHS. What's the point? <laughs> well, at least they had the volume sorted in the, the crowds. I, I don't want to be too negative on them, especially if I'm going to get a job there. They need Jonathan somebody to go, hello, hello and welcome John- to sports scene. Jonathan Sutherland's scary eyes, that was another thing. Oh, something about his night. eyes, mad, mad eyes. <laughs> Who was the pundits last night? Uh, Craig Gordon. Uh, <sighs> was it Stuart Lovell? Stuart Lovell as well. Eh? <sighs> Come on, get Packy Bonner back on. Get Packy Bonner on just running the show every week. The Packy Bonner show. Packy every Bonner. time they've got a wee incident, they always go to Craig Gordon. Would you have saved that? I know, it's like, the guy's not saved a boy in about the last 30 years. I've probably saved more boys than him. There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> Greg, I told you, we're keeping it clean. I tried yeah, to set I... you up earlier, but no, yeah. you, you haven't done it's, it. It's, 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 it's kind of pathetic they're wheeling them out, because, you know what I mean? 
let the guy just retire and disappear and go and get somebody that might actually know be a bit about current football involved instead of these personality-less clowns. <laughs> right, well, I think we'll move on to do our predictions for the, the Premiership Games this coming weekend. If you want to join the predictor <coughs> on the forum, it's predictor.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. In fact, that's not the URL. Just ignore that. <laughs> Do you know, it's forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor. That's it. I should know that, shouldn't I? Uh, you're on the website. Uh, it's been a while <laughs> since I've made a mistake like that. That's all right. Right, Kelly against Celtic, 12.45 kickoff, live on Sky Sports 4. I think it's got to be an away victory, and I think it's got to be easy. I'm going to go 0-3. I... It's the missus mobile. I'm going to have to sort that out later on. Reprimand you know the live light going up. You know the red light that says live. Aye, recording on now. No yeah. mobile phones. Aye, away we in for Selic here. Two nothing. One to three. They are at McBookie, so they're decent odds for a bet. One to three. I think we're all saying they're going to win, or not? <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. Hint, hint. Yeah. I told you that I was on a, a radio station in Glasgow, didn't I? This was a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago. Aye, junior, it, junior football. Aye, I was talking, talking about junior football. Uh, and they had a wee live light, but it wasn't on. They had to, <laughs> when they were broadcasting, I think they realised that it wasn't on, so then they went and fiddled about with it and turned the light on. I always thought the light was linked in. I didn't think it was just a separate light switch that they just so happened to turn on. What about the change of bulb? It ruined my illusion. I just thought that was the master. This, if this light is on, you are live. But no, you're only the light's only on if you remember. See, this is the problem with you going to BBC studios and radio studios. They're pulling the curtain back a wee bit too far for you here and ruining the magic. It's all done in a shoestring. Yep, yep, I agree. Oh, the BBC, definitely. Yep. What was the radio station you were on? Pulse. Pulse FM. Oh, the, uh, the, the one that's at the Janice uh, house in the, the school. Aye. 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 That's, that's still a radio station. Aye. But, it's a community radio. I see they've not asked you to be back on in three years. They haven't. They haven't. I think <laughs> some kind of confusion there. The audience was wanting me back. Aye, I know nothing about junior football. I've been on it. I've been on it a few months ago. Because... Uh, one of the podcasts on the other the network I work with, uh, they have a, a weekly show in there on a Thursday night at nine o'clock, and they invited me on one week. And I've not been invited back yet, uh, since either. So, and far enough, that was the one time that that didn't get recorded as a podcast as well. So I think I was awful. <laughs> aye, aye, that sounds like a, more than a coincidence. Uh, aye, aye, recording software wasn't working. Aye, aye. Right, I've got a grumpy old man. He went three 0 Celtic as well. He's just copying me. He knows I'm good at this. Then we've got Hearts versus Dundee United the next game up. I'm going to go for a high score two two. I'm going to I'm going to stick my neck out and go a two one Hearts victory. Oh, aye, this is this is a this is a hard one to call. Hearts were a Hearts were a bit unlucky at the weekend, capitulating in the last few minutes. Um, Dundee United are leaking goals as well, oh. albeit a, a screamer from Ainsworth that they let in. Uh, I'll go one each. Score draw one each. On each, and then the Inverness against Hibs game. I think Inverness are going to come back fighting because Terry Butcher said it was a slap in the face that they needed. So I'm going to go 3 1 home win. You know how we're talking about stary eyes with Jonathan Sutherland? Have you ever mm. noticed every picture that gets taken by uh, like manager a month when it's Terry Butcher? He's always got quite stary eyes as well. Oh, I've noticed, I've, I've look, not spotted look up, it. Look up the BBC website, you'll see it. He always seems to have this weird look in his face. Because he was obviously manager of one for August. Uh, anyway, aye. Inverness up to Berlin. I'm going to say 2-1 Inverness. Aye, Inverness are brilliant. Got to be a home one. 2-0 uh, Inverness. Grumpy old man went 3-1 to Dundee United in the last game. Oh, is he a game behind again? He is, aye. Uh, Jordi <laughs> Girl's involved as well. She's going 3-1 to Dundee United <laughs> as well. Right, Motherwell against Ross County. Home win, Greg, come on, didn't he let us down, eh? 3-0. Got, got to be a home win, got to be an easy home win for a while, 2-0. See, I think that be a weight winner for Ross County, he's maybe going to boost them a bit, give them a bit of confidence, and they're going to come down and maybe get a draw out of this one, one each. 
What do you think, Greg? Two nothing. I told you two nothing. Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying sake. attention. Cause we get, cause we get the, uh, cause we get the order a wee bit wrong there. Cause I was getting so excited, <laughs> I jumped in with my two nothing. But back to the normal service resume. Chris, <laughs> I'm just so you, just so you can keep up. <laughs> I write your name second, by the way, Greg. Sick man. In my wee black book. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very careful here, and the, the, the Thistle fans better listen here. Right, St. Johnson versus Partick. There <laughs> we go. Two 0 home win. Oh, I'm gonna say one each. St. Johnson Thistle. Ah, I don't, I don't like this one. This, it's a, it's a difficult one to predict. St. Johnson looked all right at the weekend again. Well, the highlights they did. Uh, I gotta go. Partick Thistle one 0 One 0 One 0 Just the one. Just the one. Right, there's no football on Sunday. Uh, then there is a game on Monday evening, and it's St Mirren against Aberdeen. It's a 7:45 kickoff on BT One, and I think this is a given. Yeah, it's going to be an away win. Aberdeen's going to stroll this. I'm going to go 3-1 to Aberdeen. Uh, 2-0 Aberdeen. Aye, Aberdeen are back. The glory years are back at Pataudry. <laughs> one, one nothing away to St Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> Are they still going for the quadruple? Oh, Greg. no doubt, probably. <laughs> oh, might not be a Monday. It depends on Falkirk, though. Aye, that's aye. They could be papped right out. Right, I'm going to go back a wee bit and say Grumpy Old Man's went for Motherwell 2-1. Good lad. And he's went St. Johnson 2-1. And he's not given me the St. Mirren against Aberdeen scores. Jordi Girl and... Bundy for the forum are trying to give me the scores as well, but as I'm reading these, I'm I'm not even listening to what Greg's saying, so I I, I can't control this. My brain got, can only work got, on one. You're going to have to get an assistant. You get the missus and the demand Twitter while you're doing the podcast, and she can feed you the relevant information on a notepad. I think I think that's what I'm needing. Maybe like uh, delivering refreshments as well. All that stuff. <laughs> your missus bringing your pie. Now this is a serious bit. Enough of this nonsense that we've had so far. This is right. when it gets serious. Serious heads on. Right. A nice tidy double. Right. Charity, I think the, the, the obvious ones that we've got from the Premiership anyway are aye, Celtic, Inverness, possibly, possibly, mm-hmm. uh, Aberdeen. Right. Inverness are shorter odds than Aberdeen. They're 8-11, home mm-hmm. team advantage. Aberdeen you're, Aberdeen, you're getting a tidy even money in Aberdeen, so it does bump the money up a wee bit, but that's, I don't know, is that a riskier one? Hibs may be doing all right just now as well. I think out of those three, Inverness is the riskiest of the three. I can't see any other than Aberdeen one. Yep, yeah, I agree. Yes, and Bernard chronic, aren't they? Right, so if we put £10 on Celtic at 1-3 and Aberdeen at 21-20, to 20, we would get £27.33 back. From what happens, the bouquet. What happens if you add Inverness in? Oh. If, we, if we add Inverness in, we don't win any money again. <laughs> <laughs> that will bump it up. £47.21. Pence. Is that all? See, consider what we've had in some weeks. That's that's that's, that's uh, odds on money. I, I don't know. I, th- I think we go with a double and get the money on the board. Right, aye. We, we aye. start chipping away. Right, we'll keep it simple. Celtic and Aberdeen. Right. Okay. Yep. Good. What we got first goal scorer then? Right. So that's twenty-seven thirty-three, yep. as I said. Aye. So we've got a ten-pound charity bet for the the lower leagues in Scotland from McBookie, and we went with Jig, and Jig didn't really do it for us. He, he let us down, the children down, the, the starving children. So I think we should ditch him. Right. I think I think we should pick. I think we should pick a scorer, and I think we should bet them. Every single week until it comes in, because with this first score, I think we've picked a different player every week. And Aberdeen's chasing who scored last week. We're relying on somebody scoring and scoring first two weeks in the chart. Right. Well, I was no, going I'm to go with that, something like that. Because I was thinking uh, David Hopkirk at Annan Athletic didn't he score last week? So that kind of kills that. But but Annan are playing Queens Park last week. Mhm. Queens mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. Won. So yep. I think it's a good chance. He's a, he's Anna's top scorer. Yep, I like that logic. So here would be my suggestion. 
right? So is that is this is this who we're going to be picking for? How many, how many goals has he got this season? He's got four, four in the league. In the league. It's not bad. That was at a fifty percent strike rate. Eight games down, nine games down. So all right, go every two games. Right. Okay, I'm I'm willing to go with that. Right, let's go with him for here on until he scores first. Anna has scored ten goals in the league, and he's got four on. So. Right, we'll stick with him until he scores, Greg. That's what we'll do. Yep. Got to go and got to get the money in one man until the until the the pennies come in. Then we can maybe afford to be a wee bit more um, cast a net a wee bit wider if you like. Aye, I think you're right. So got to get the money pound... in the board for the sick kids. Aye, ten pound on Hopkirk of Annan Athletic. You'll be four or five to one. Easy. Aye. I don't have the odds right now. McBookie doesn't have it available because although they are a top-class bookie, the, the number one in the world, they don't have the Aye. the odds. Listen, listen, they've not got the odds just now because they wait and see what we choose in the charity bet. That's why. Because they know that the majority of Scotland will follow faithfully in the footsteps of the charity bet. You're right. That's why they're not setting the odds. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> Right, so that's sorted. Celtic, Aberdeen, double. And we've got a couple of suggestions on Twitter. Bundy was saying we should add in Inverness, but no, we're not listening to Bundy. Oh, right. I'll have been on the drink again, Bundy. I'll have been on the tenants again. Oh, on. he's a spirits man. He, Is he? Bacardi? He's, he's not got any taste. He's, uh... <laughs> so it's just Celtic, Aberdeen, double, and Hopkirk to score first for Annan. And since we're mentioning tenants at the weekend there, I was at the tenants brewery. I was at a tour. It was probably the best thing I could ever do with my weekend is go on a brewery tour in the Will Park brewery. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Uh, to see where my the mighty tenants comes from. The magic happens. Oh, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Did, and you, then... did, you, did you get to see them milking the, the, the lager cow? <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't work at the weekend. I didn't get to see that but I did get to, to hear some interesting facts like they make Stella there occasionally they make Carling, Carlsberg so that was a, a new one on me I thought it would have just be tenants and anything related to tenants they don't make tenants super Greg so your drink isn't there it's a pity and I went on there was a, a pub in the, in the brewery so I went there and got a free pint at the end of it Perfect, perfect pint of tenants in a tenants brewery. So that's it. That's... <laughs> I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. Where do you go for here? Oh, that's you. You fit the pinnacle. What next? Well, there's other brewery tours, but they're just not going to be as good as tenants. Start checking off the wonders of the world. Great Wall of China and all that. Pyramids. Guinness Factory in Dublin. That's not even going to. It's not even going to be the same. Because this was Tenants. Tenants always my first choice beer. Yeah, uh, so that was me. That was me. Very happy. I, I I forgot to mention to them that I plugged them on the podcast, and I forgot to mention that they they should send me a free case every week. But I I think they should be stepping up with a bit of sponsorship as well. The, the amount of plugs you give them every week. <laughs> Stick <laughs> a couple right. of quid in the pot. You're right. Give some money to charity because we're not going to give any money to charity this season the way things are going. So <laughs> tenants might as well step up and give us a hundred quid. Come on! I've got, I've got. I mentioned on Twitter from Napoleon, and he's saying Q Hopkirk either getting injured or never ever scoring again. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's not not very confident. <laughs> right, I want to mention next week's episode is not going to be on the Monday evening. What? And I know, I know. Right now, we're not even sure when it's going to be on because Chris is throwing a spanner in the works. But it's going to be the hundredth episode whenever it happens. A hundred episodes of me being boring, <clears throat> most of them me being drunk, but not anymore. It's quite a milestone, isn't it? Who would have thought it? Who would have thought we could be bothered doing this a hundred times? If, if the podcast was commissioned by somebody like the BBC, it would have been cancelled by now. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any truth in the rumour you're releasing a limited edition DVD box set of all the episodes? I could do, I could do. Just so Black Dog for the forum can listen in, I was thinking of getting a vinyl release. Oh, definitely, aye. One of the old eight tracks. <laughs> 78. <laughs> right, but aye, I'm, I'm hoping that the three of us can get the podcast done at some point next week. Especially since it's a landmark. 
I would do miss it. I'm sure we'll squeeze it in because for what I was here, Michael Douglas can't make it because he's got issues with oral and podcasts are all about. It gives you cancer, apparently. <laughs> I'm no, I'm no doctor either, him, but that's what he says. See, I want to see if it was, see if you're getting it off Catherine Zeta Jones, it'd be worth getting cancer. <laughs> I don't think the problem is he was getting it off Catherine Zeta Jones. She's giving it Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> You're definitely not a doctor, Greg. <laughs> right, but thanks for coming on, guys, and thanks for everyone who's listening. And we will be back on at some point next week. Right, cheers. Cheers. See you later.